Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to this late night edition of the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, with the very happy... I'm very even keeled, actually. Jason Shear. No emotion here. <laughs> the very drama filled night when could say high drama as the Arizona Wildcats defeated UCLA 76-66 in a very contentious happy roiling huggy um dare I say potentially adversarial and also on the point of blows being you know thrown out Anytime you can spit out a win, you got to do it. <laughs> Wait, what? Did I? Oh, no. I think you're getting a little ahead of yourself with oh. that little uh, verb. But um, <laughs> we'll just start off with Arizona 1. But it did become more of a struggle in the second half. What do you think happened um, to make the difference between the first half and the second half? I think that oftentimes people forget that there, it, it takes two to tango. Right, and what I mean by that is Arizona is not necessarily playing against itself. It's playing against UCLA, which is clearly a uh, a very good basketball team. And the second half, uh, there were quite a few adjustments, and UCLA turned it into kind of a a grinding out game. And uh, Arizona went to the line a lot, especially with the bigs, and they kind of worked it inside out. And uh, you know the threes weren't necessarily falling at a at the rate, and the jumpers aren't necessarily falling, but um, UCLA did a, a really nice job of kind of slowing down the pace. And the only reason it was a game is because UCLA slowed the pace. The, the biggest mistake they made in the first half was for whatever reason, uh, they decided that they wanted to run with Arizona. Um, the reality is if Arizona took care of the ball uh, a little bit better in the first half, it would have been over at halftime. It, it was that type of game. And Mick Cronin killed UCLA after the game for their lack of defense and said they were soft, and they really were. I mean, Arizona push them around on the glass and the paint and all that. Um, and, you know, even though UCLA had more points in the paint, uh, it was the bigs. I mean, they, they killed it. You know, they killed UCLA on the glass. And, um, you know, hey, stuff happens. You, you, you're not going to beat a team like UCLA by 30 points unless you're Gonzaga, apparently. What were the changes in strategy Tommy Lloyd made from the first game? Uh, quite a few. And it was impressive. The number one, and it actually really surprised me, and he kind of moved away from it towards the end of the game, is uh, Ben Mathurin on Tiger Campbell. And, you know, we've said on this podcast before that UCLA kind of goes as um, UCLA kind of goes as Tiger Campbell goes. You got to uh, you got to kind of take him out of the game or at least make it really difficult for him. He finished nine points. He struggled. Right. And so they basically to the point of attack. Um, in the first meeting, Arizona sat back and kind of dared UCLA to shoot a little bit more. Um, today, they, they were more physical. They put a body on every single player. There was a lot of contact, and they basically challenged UCLA to play through contact, and UCLA didn't do a very good job. And I think the thing offensively is um, similar. Like, they, they moved the ball really well 
in the first half. They did a great job in the first half, um, had 12 assists, and, and really played very well offensively. Didn't settle for UCLA trying to trick them into threes. Um, Dalen Terry passed up a lot of threes, and you know normally you'd be like, oh, no, shoot that, but he knew. like That wasn't that mo- the highest percentage shot. Um, and then obviously the difference was, you know, Zoo was healthy. He only played 19 minutes, and, um, you know, Tommy Lloyd said it wasn't necessarily health-related, but he had 14 points in 19 minutes. Uh, that's insane, right? <laughs> like, and, and uh, you know, it shows that there is a difference. Um, this offense is completely different when Zoo is playing and playing well. And so adjustment-wise, I mean, it really was uh, a game, you know, of adjustment. You know, at UCLA – you know, in the first meeting, they played outstanding defense. They were all over Ben. Um, the, you know, Ben couldn't even move, basically. So what they do is they, they make Zoo uh, a big part of the offense. He's ducking in. He's sealing. They're pushing the ball on every chance. Um, you know, he's, he's, it, it was him. That whole offense was him. And uh, they switched a lot. Arizona defended much better in the second meeting than they did the first. Um, you know, it was... Uh, it was basically more more helping, like uh, just a lot of switching. Um, and then basically, you know, every time UCLA kind of uh, adjusted and went at Zoo, so like he took Zoo out and then he put in Coloco at the four and Balo at the five. Um, and then Balo switching ball screens to the point where he's guarding uh, Jaime Jaquez. And uh, you just, it, it, that is, that big lineup that they played more of tonight is really, really difficult for a team to contain because both bigs, are mobile enough that makes it dangerous. And at the end of the day, uh, UCLA just had no answer for for what Arizona did uh, in the front court with Balo and Coloco. They they both played fantastic. The numbers may not reflect that. Like they only combined for ten points and uh, they have thirteen rebounds, but um, they were absolutely the difference in that game. You've mentioned many times. You just did last podcast that Tiger Campbell is is UCLA's secret weapon. What was the difference tonight, Arizona? obviously containing him, putting someone else on him. Was there anything else that was key to that um, containment? The physicality, and no disrespect to Kirk Creasa, but he's not a physical guard. I don't think anyone is going to say he's a really physical guard. And so what they did is they switched a lot, no matter who was on him. I mean, there was a point where Coloco was guarding him on switches. Um, even if it was Kerr sometimes, um, if it was, uh, you know, Ben guarded him for quite a, quite a while in the game. Ben played 28 minutes, and, and 20 of those were probably spent guarding Campbell, but it was like, hey, we're going to be physical, and if he gets in the paint, we are collapsing on him. And there must have been three, four plays where he got in the paint and around the basket and couldn't shoot it because Coloco or Baller was right there, and he had to dribble out, and that's a killer. You're basically resetting the offense. And as good as UCLA is, um, you know, it's very hard in college basketball in general to win when your point guard isn't playing well. And for Tiger Campbell, who's a good shooter, to only have one three to shoot four or 14 from the field – for Kirk Risa to shoot the same percentage, um, you know, but have more points because Tiger didn't even get to the line either. Uh, it, it becomes very difficult to win. They fouled them out, and it was just a physicality. They just said, look, if you're going to get yours, you're going to have to be physical, and uh, Tiger Campbell really just couldn't handle it as good as he is. It was true grit tonight. Ooh, true grit. Let's, like, think good about... Movie. That is a good movie. I remember we saw that in the theater once upon a time. I will say this was, like, one of the first times I've, felt like there was really that deep grinding need to win. And, you know, this, whatever you want to call it, it's just it's a rivalry. They just lost UCLA last week. They just came off of a win against ASU. But really having the redemption arc is, is one thing. But 
that nitty gritty feeling is like old school Arizona basketball. And it was there tonight. And then it also like rubbed off on the coach uh, in a little bit, which was surprising as far as, you know, I've had just, you know, his body language on the, on the court is much different than we've ever seen from Sean Miller. Even Lou Olson was very passionate sometimes. Um, but it was refreshing to see a little bit of that tonight, and I was happy with it. Yeah, it was. A, I mean, I, I tweeted before the game. It was a whole different vibe mm-hmm. in McHale compared to any game that has been in McHale. And I know that the schedule in McHale has been great, but you felt it right from the tip. It was just a different vibe. The guys were all locked in the entire game. Everybody played their butts off. Um, you know, Tommy Lloyd was yelling and on the refs more than he had been all game. Uh, he was protecting his players. Uh, he got into it with Mick Cronin a little bit. I don't know the details. A few of the things I've heard is Cronin kind of said something to Dalen, who was talking trash, and Tommy said, don't talk to my players. Kind of a Coach K thing. Coach K doesn't like when you talk to his players either. He he kind of goes nuts. Yeah, you gotta you got to have everyone's back. You don't talk to, me. don't talk to my players. The vibe was just very different all around. The student section was great. Uh, it was sold out. It was loud. The crowd got up when they needed to. It was standing more than any home game this season by far. And look, man, McHale's tough to play in. It is a very difficult place to play in, and when it's like that, uh, it's as difficult as it can get. Um, COVID's over, clearly. But, you know. Uh, <laughs> was everyone wearing their masks? Yeah, but I mean, it's, you know, the, the whole COVID thing, I never, you know, we talked about this and I don't want to get into COVID too much, but I never bought that as an excuse why the place wasn't selling out. Um, you know, COVID in and yesterday and then UCLA comes to town and it sold out. ASU, it sold out. It should be sold out the rest of the year. Like, this is a really good basketball team that Arizona has. National championship, one of four type of quality basketball in. Um, for everyone to just be locked in. And, you know, Dale and Terry said after the game, you know, they treated it like every game. And Tommy Lloyd said, on to USC. But I call BS. They 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 heard. They, they knew. And especially Kirk Risa. They knew and they heard everything that was said about them last game. And you could even make the case against ASU. Maybe that was part of it. The fact that they said, let's get this game over with. We want UCLA. Um, and this was a, a really physical, tough game. If you could point to one key as to why Arizona won, what would it be? UCLA just couldn't match Arizona's size. It doesn't have the roster capability, number one. And number two, it just couldn't do it. Like, Miles Johnson played nine minutes and he had five boards. Uh, he would have fouled out. He's he's a dirty player, man. Like, like, my dad my dad texts oh. me as soon as he comes in and goes, this guy's dirty. Like, I mean, he is hacking. Uh, you know, Peyton Watson, athletic as heck. He had four fouls and a turnover. Didn't even get a shot off. Didn't even get a rebound in seven minutes. Um, Cody Riley, they dared him to shoot the jumper, and it's not going in. And when it's not going in, he's really not effective. Ten points, eight rebounds in 30 minutes, but shot three of ten. Now you compare that to Arizona's bigs. Tubelis had 14 points in 19 minutes. He had more points than uh, than all of UCLA's bigs. And then you add what Coloco and Balo were able to do defensively. They won the glass 44-36. to 36. Uh, They dominated the defensive glass. UCLA had 12 offensive boards for 13 second-chance points, which, which is a lot. Um, but, it, you know, remember in the first meeting, UCLA had, like, its season highs and block shots, and Arizona had, like, two. It was stupid. Uh, tonight, Arizona, nine blocks. UCLA, one. And so it was just UCLA, what they do is, you know, your, your pick-and-roll coverage that you normally would run is screwed up because of Arizona's bigs. Um, and it is a, a very difficult situation when those bigs are defending uh, Christian Coloco's defense was just unreal tonight, what he was able to do. And UCLA just had no answer for it. So overall, what does this win mean for Arizona? They've, they've slayed the dragon, proverbial <laughs> dragon. We were over the hump. You know, Do you look at the road 
now a little bit easier down a little bit paved down the road here. We've got you USC coming up on Saturday. Yeah, I'm a guy like I always say this game's only big if you win the next. Like if Arizona goes and loses to USC on Saturday, no one's really gonna care that they beat UCLA. You gotta uh, you gotta get both of them. With that being said, it's meaningful. I don't care that's a regular season game. I think the bit most meaningful thing is you kind of get that monkey off your back that you can't beat UCLA. They were losing games to UCLA. Um, they lost by 15 on national TV, and then they go out and win by double digits at home and basically do, you know, kind of do to UCLA what UCLA did to them. And there were a lot of doubters and people kind of creeping in, and you get the, hey, this is my first time watching Arizona BS, and they didn't look great against UCLA. And all of a sudden, now you're watching them a second time, and maybe Arizona doesn't suck. You know, and it's like... Uh, well, it, if, if, depending if you ask UCLA fans. Right. I love that <laughs> message board right now. They might we have to set the alarm tonight. No, seriously, I think we have to set it. But anyway, um, you know, I, I, I thought Arizona lost its confidence after the last meeting. And then they struggled against ASU a little bit. And you're like, uh-oh. And this team was based around confidence. But uh, if anything, I think it, it is showing Arizona that they can win any type of basketball game. And UCLA is a top five team in the country. I'm, I'm 100 convinced of that. And I, I think it's big for that reason. But, look, it's fun. We'll talk about it tonight, as Tommy Lloyd said, and then tomorrow it's USC. Now, if Arizona beats USC, um, they're in business, right? And so what this also does is basically your, you control your destiny. Arizona now controls its destiny, right? You're, it is in your hands to win the conference. It is in UCLA's hands. You know, it's, it's not like you're relying on other teams. And Arizona's probably going to lose again. UCLA is probably going to lose again. Um, but you gave yourself a little leeway here, and you're making it so when you guys face each other in the Pac-12 tournament, if that happens, it's going to be a hell of a game. It's going to be rough. Which means it probably won't happen. It's probably Oregon versus. Mm. But if it did happen, it will be even rougher than tonight. Hide the woman. Hide the children. Speaking of women, we're going to the women's game tomorrow. We are. My daughter, Brielle, is very into the women's basketball scene. She doesn't even watch men's basketball, and... It was her birthday today, and I said, what do you want? And she said, take me to the women's game. I don't like that Kelly Graves guy. And I said, all right, we'll do it. It's an 8 o'clock game. She's 9 years old. Well, she's living her life. Best life. We, speaking of picking what Brielle wanted to do tonight, just a um, little plug here, but we did watch in between the Arizona game. We were watching the Olympics. The Olympics have started. I don't know if you are Olympics per people, no. but I am The wonderful contrast Olympics of the fan. physicality of Arizona and UCLA and, and the grace the grace of, of the, ice skating. No, well, it's figure skating. The team competition started tonight. Is Nathan there, Chen there, killed it. Is there a difference between ice skating and figure skating? Well, I mean, you've got ice dancing, which also just finished top, in America One. Top Olympic sports. One curling, two who cares. But we did start it's watching cool. curling last night. We are yeah. deep in the, the curling world. The Sheer family's in a fine mood tonight. Uh, I took a lot of heat on the UCLA message boards. Took a lot of heat on UCLA Twitter. Very quiet on my Twitter tonight. It's just so surprising. You know what? Somebody even called me out, and I just want to say, Uh-oh. somebody, Jason told me, said, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, but basically wrote like, oh, and Sheer was on his podcast with his girlfriend, and he was explaining basketball to her. First of all, I don't need any man to explain basketball to me. Second of all, I keep my girlfriend secret from you. Exactly. Wait, what? Which girlfriend are you speaking of, and what other podcasts are Got you Got a doing? lot more boyfriends than girlfriends. Right. Anyway. Anyway, go Team USA. Oh, my God. <laughs> Back to that. Figure skating. I love watching hockey. I love watching the slalom. Tomorrow's Everything. podcast, we have to do another podcast. Quick turnaround. We'll debate Andy Enfield. Oh, yeah. 
Maybe we'll get Michael Luke on here to tell us how great Andy Enfield is. And we but, do have the football podcast. Yes, that's it coming. Will be happening. There's a lot of there's just a lot going on. There's a lot going on. It's a good time of year. This is not the first time I'll be mentioning the Olympics. No. Because I love the Olympics. Yeah, it's great. All right. Tweet anyway. at me if you love the Olympics. Wow, it's real quiet on your Twitter tonight. Anyway, Bear Down Whatever. Arizona. <laughs> and thank you once again for joining us. Bear Enjoy down. this win. If you're walking around Mac at the end tonight, wear a spit shield. I'm going to make fun of this dude. I know, forever. For long, Who spits time. on people? What it's the just, hell? It's, let me explain you something, all right? If you're going to do something at a student, go for the gold. All right? What a wimp move to spit. Go be, go, go run our test to dude. Don't yeah. spit on a girl, you spit big Spit on a jerk. girl, and when you've got girl hair, like, oh, no. F- you. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, on that No, if note, that had been me, man, you know what I would have done. Yeah. One time, uh, we'll do a Rated R podcast, and I'll tell you what Shelby once told another fan that basically- An Arizona fan. It was uh, the At sexiest and the most insulting. Anyway, we can't talk about it I rolled deep, man. Yeah. Anyway, we're big on these Bear streets. down. Go Team USA. Yeah. Thanks. Have a great night. Because we won. Oh We're the my. winners. Okay, everybody calm down. Besides those ice cream sandwiches at Dee Reese, is there any reason to go hang out there? Never. I went to a hookah bar once before I, I knew you, and uh-huh. I dated a girl, uh-huh. and they laced her hookah with something, and she fainted. And <laughs> tripping home. What the hell is going on there? <laughs> It's true. Anyway, bear down. Chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean and a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.